www.rumblingrumors.com presents Rumbling Reality, the podcast for real wrestling fans, body slams, and a chair shot to the ears. Here's your host. Ooh, another edition. No boy. And we're back from our hiatus of a week. Uh, I'm Ramsey. Who's Sharon? I'm Sharon. Because I thought Travis was going. Yeah, I thought so too. I, oh, okay. I thought it was always supposed to be like what you Usually it is, Ramsey, but Sharon you talk real fast. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got you. So let's, let's try this again. Ramsey, go ahead and lead us in. I'm Ramsey. I'm Travis. And I'm Sharon. And there we go. Oh. I'm sorry to all the people that uh, didn't get uh, Rumbling Reality last Sunday. We all needed a break. At least I did. Yeah. So. <laughs> it, it was it was very much needed. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, just so much stuff going on. And I don't know if you know, mm-hmm. Sharon's so popular now. He needs a break like every 30 minutes now. So he put it in his... He put in oh, his no, contract. He, he needs a thirty-minute break during the podcast. So he did. Uh, I mean, it's now official because of his Twitter followers. He is yep. now officially on the D list. Yep. <laughs> I ain't ish now. Ramsey's just Ramsey. Oh, man. Nah, man. I'm still, I'm still the same. But I mean, anybody that's, that's listening, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Anybody, you know, everybody that's following me, and not only just myself, but you know, the rest of the guys too, Travis and Ramsey. Thank you, thank if you y'all. Know, and I'm sorry, sorry, I haven't been on. Well, oh, I was just letting people know that I mean the the one or two fans that I've gained from this show, I'm sure. Just letting y'all know, I'm not on Twitter right now. I'll be back in about three weeks. Don't worry, don't worry. Travis will be coming back. I promise. What I was going to okay, say, yeah. but Sharon actually has been writing for uh, Daily D Daily D D D T com. I can't say it. Sharon, you can say it. Oh, uh, dailyddt.com. There we go. I don't know what that is. Mm. And he's writing for us now, and probably he's writing for 20 other people. Sharon's a writer. <laughs> oh, speaking of, no. hold on, speaking of writing, by the way, uh, Ramsey, uh, right after we finish this, uh, FYI, you'll be getting an email from me within the next couple of hours. Finally. Like, you know, nice. Well, I probably won't nice. be getting that article up till after the gym. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, don't, don't rush yourself. You no, no, you you've read my work. Sharon's read my work. I don't like I don't I don't like to get a big head about it, but I take pride in what I write, so I make sure it's good. So, Travis you, writes about you, Travis writes quality. Ramsey writes quantity. quantity. Yeah, <laughs> that that is a very true statement. It's so unsettled. I guess I guess if anything, I'm the more diva of the group because I, I I'm more I'm more critical of my work. I mean, I'm sad to say it, but I mean, since I have to put out so much articles and so much new stuff, I mean, I try to correct my grammar. I try to give you guys as much as possible, but, you know, I do do those really nice articles once in a while, but man, I spend two, three hours just putting out news breaks. You know, it takes a lot out of me. It's insane, man. My roommate saw me one time when he he was seeing me write one of the articles that was posted on the website. Mm. I literally was asking him every five minutes to read over this and make sure it sounded <laughs> sure good. good. <laughs> yeah, so it, I'm very meticulous with what I put out there. 
Let's see. Um, before we get into all the news wrestling topics, I am not sure if I'm going to continue Wednesday Wrestling Morning Show. It's uh, been kind of rough for me to do Rumbling Reality and do Wednesday Wrestling Morning Show. So I'm going to think about it more. Maybe I can find a d- different time slot. But it's just really hard between trying to work out uh, my work and this show and any kind of life I want to have <laughs> to do it consistently. I just like doing things consistently. And if I know I cannot yeah. do it consistently, yeah. I don't want to do it. Okay. Let's get into some wrestling news. Um, well, not necessarily news, yeah, yeah. more topics. What did you guys think about Randy Orton finally turning on the authority? Do you think it was a good build? Do you think it seems organic? No, no, <laughs> it's not organic, I don't think. Um, I think it was kind of forced on us to have to do the whole three weeks of, or two or three weeks, I guess I should say, of him. Is he back with the authority? Is yeah. he not back with the authority? Yeah, I just, I don't know. I wish they would have brought him back and immediately went into the Orton Law. That's kind of what I think, I think, too, yeah. Because it doesn't seem like there's enough time to really build from, I mean, you have so much history with Orton and Rollins already that, yeah, the story kind of writes itself. But, I mean, now he just turned, so we only have, what, two weeks left now for Mania, and you're going to try to build it up as a good singles match? You know what the good thing about this? Sharon actually pointed out it really does seem like they have some kind of real feud underlining. Like as... Yeah. That's a... Come on, Sharon. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, after after Rollins took uh, took Orton out, you know, with the curb stomp on on the steel stairs, he did... I can't remember what radio show he was on, but... Uh, one of the guys asked him about Orton, and from what he said, it didn't really seem like it was in character. It seemed like it was like a real, like legitimate gripe. And he talked about how uh, him and Orton have never really seen eye to eye since since the days of when they got brought up from NXT as the Shield. So he talked really? about you know he talked about the first time he met Orton. He talked about how you know some of the guys were jealous of of him, Reigns, and Ambrose when they came up, and now he's had like some backstage like uh, disagreements with Orton. So, I can actually see that, though. I can see that. I, I, can, I, can, I can't, too. Yeah, I can, I can see that, because too. And I think it's... Gordon's got such a big ego from from his background, I, and I don't mean that... Yeah, I don't mean that in a bad way towards Orton, but, I mean, his family pedigree is, is part of wrestling his royalty. family pedigree being the youngest, um, what, WWE champion ever. I mean, basically... Young, yeah. yeah, youngest world champion ever. Like, and how long did he actually... How long did he actually have to work till he got pushed into like the main event areas? You know, how long? I don't, really, I don't really, I don't really think it was long at all, though. Exactly. No, I, as, as, I don't think it was either, and I say that because he debuted in 2002, and then yeah. uh, in, in 2003 they started the the Evolution run. So I mean, I mean it was, was literally W and stuff, and but I mean, he but, never really actually we're talking, performed yeah, on we're low talking, card. Right, we're talking main stage WWE. He was probably mid card status, maybe six months of his career, and then all of a sudden he was thrusted in with Triple H, Ric Flair, which you know. And they even said that for those of you that watch uh, on the network, they had his Beyond the Ring uh, documentary of Randy Orton, you know, the Evolution. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I have too. I actually own it, Um, and he, uh, I enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed watching and everything, and. Triple H even said himself, he was like, uh, you're going to become a March man doing this. He's like, you understand you're going to be a mid-card guy that's thrusted into the main event slot. 
So you're automatically going to have people hating on you because of the spot. Everybody wants that spot, and you've just get, been given that spot. So now you got a guy, fast forward to 2015, Seth Rollins, who is making waves after coming off of a huge, huge successful faction like Evolution was. Mm-hmm. And now you got Rollins, who, I mean... In, in my opinion, he has been the standout of the three. And I say that because, oh, yeah. I mean, and that's no disrespect to Roman Reigns or Dean Ambrose, but Rollins is really making, I think, more of an effort to make sure oh, he's, he's sure. in the spotlight. I mean, that's Sharon's guy right there, Seth Rollins. Yeah, but as well, I mean, I mean the guy's work, is it speaks for itself. I mean, like you just said, you know, the work speaks for itself. I mean, if you could think about it, He's he's been in the majority of the main storyline since he you know left the shield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know every main event storyline has had you know he's he's had some type of imprint on it. That's true. He's been the authority's golden boy. You're saying about watching watching uh, somebody's video. Speaking of videos, man, have you seen that uh, preview for the what, Jericho's new DVD? Yeah, actually, I, haven't, uh, I haven't watched actually, it. Actually, on the, on the network, on the network, they show like a yeah. like a little small glimpse of it. It, uh, it doesn't look bad. It. Yeah, I just finished watching the preview. And I'm, I mean, uh, Travis knows this. I'm a huge Jericho fan, and uh, yeah. I cannot wait to buy that DVD. I don't buy many wrestling DVDs because they come on WB Network or Netflix. Right. Netflix, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna buy that one. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of how I've become too. I I will say this though that I mean they. The second they come out with a Sting documentary, I'll be all over it. They already have it, dude. No, no, that's not a documentary. It's a compilation of his matches. Oh, oh, okay. I thought that another another DVD that if you guys haven't checked out, uh, the Destruction of the Shield, and you see uh, you see Seth Rollins' true personality. So yeah, I can really. It's back to the whole. I saw the preview of it. Have you seen the whole thing? Well, yeah, they've got it. It was original. It was originally a network uh, release. It was they, they originally, no, no, it was. Oh, like, what am I talking about? I have seen it. Yeah, it's actually really good. Yeah, it? It, it was very good. Like, and it was one of the it was one of the first two big productions that the WWE Network put out, and it was yeah. their their build up to SummerSlam, and it was okay. so good. I remember now. Don't they like show Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns talking a lot in the back in the back locker rooms and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah they yeah. talk about their. They talk about their days, Ambrose and Rollins yeah. specifically on the indies at like Ring of Honor and CZW and things like that. It's it's really cool. Oh yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Have you guys checked the Booker T one out? I haven't watched it, but I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, that was a great one. Don't give anything in the way because I, I love Booker I T. I so wish Sharon and I think I think Sharon will agree with this. I wish they would have done more than just thirty minutes. I I wish they would have oh, had at least thirty minutes. Hour. Yeah, it's only yeah. thirty minutes long. But in my opinion, it could be a story that could go on for an hour, and I wouldn't get bored with it. Because Booker T, as as most people know me, or if they know me on a personal Super. level, I grew up watching WCW. Yep. So Booker T was a huge stay of my childhood. You know, he was Harlem Heat. That was my favorite tag team as a kid, with him and Stevie Ray and Sister Sherry. And uh, they added Colonel Parker in later and things like that. I mean, that was, that was one of my guys. You know, I saw Again. Booker T grow. I saw him grow from the tag teams of Harlem Heat and tag team championship goal all the way to when he beat Jeff Jarrett and became world champion for the first time at Bash at the Beach. Thank you for that, bringing up Jeff Jarrett, buddy, because you. you can talk about this. Jeff Jarrett is actually having trouble finding a paid television deal 
for his GFW brand. Uh, right now I they're doing test. Right now they're doing like test runs. Supposedly they're going to have um, indie talent, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and um, I think AAA talent all under the GFW brand. But I guess nobody's going to pick them up, or I mean they're they can't find anybody to pick them up. What do you think? Well, what do you guys think the best? What do you guys think the best um, channel would be to sponsor them if they had to be on there? Like Spike, what would it be? It, well, Spike's out. I know. I'm Spike, just like example. Yeah. Is uh is 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 well, hold on. I think didn't TN didn't TNN turn into Spike? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. TNN okay. turned, okay. turned into Spike TV. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, they're they're out though because they want nothing to do with wrestling anymore. So that's why uh, TNA moved over to Destination America. Uh, they just they Spike didn't want to be in a wrestling GFW should go to Telemundo. No. Oh. That's already that's already ran by Lucha Underground anyway. Which, by the way, I have been te- people have been telling me to check out Lucha Underground. Uh, me? Uh, yeah, I haven't heard you talk that much about it. Go back to the old podcast. I've been talking about it. Go go back to them. We have documented oh, well. evidence. Oh, well, okay. Well, I'm not disputing that. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't I don't recall you talking about Sharon it. Sharon remembers. But everybody's telling me that yeah. <laughs> Everybody told me Lucha Underground is something to watch, and a lot of people are saying that that's about to become the next potentially number two promotion in the U.S. So Johnny Johnny Mundo. Sorry. Yeah, that's but good, I, man. I think I think Vince needs a rival. It, it does, you know. And, and honestly, I, I want to say this too. I think I think it's great how all these wrestling companies are starting to get on TV now. I mean, you've got TNA on Destination America, uh, Lucha Underground is coming up finally. Um, you also got, for those of us that have syndication, and well, here in Tulsa just recently, they have Ring of Honor on local television now. So we get to watch Ring of Honor. You know, all these companies are now finally getting TV time, and it doesn't feel like it's completely WWE saturated anymore. Yeah, which is nice. Yes, absolutely. But it'll never be like the 90s. I'm, there's there's going to be course. no other... <laughs> there will be no other decade like the the '90s, in my opinion. Well, just, speaking of TNA yeah. and all the other brands, uh, they're adding somebody. Well, not added. I think actually Matt Hardy has uh, signed a full time deal with TNA. Do you actually think yep. he's going to be pushed? I mean, into the you know main event area. Do you think he's going to last long or just become like a middle card? I think, honestly, he's a, as the guy who's a TNA guy, uh, it's been hard for me, obviously, to watch the show because it's, it's on a channel that, that I don't subscribe to, so I can't, I can't really? watch it. Yeah, so it's, it's, hard for me to, it's hard for me to watch it, so I try to watch the oh, little Destination. See, I don't have cable at all. Destination America isn't um, free? No, no. Um, it's, it's free to, like, my mom has it on her, on her cable deal. It's free to her, but, okay. like... Uh, the satellite uh, direct tv me and my roommate subscribe to we we'd have to pay for it if we wanted it so um obviously that's not the case mm-hmm. but um but it's been hard for me to watch it so i just try to watch at least the clips that they put on their official youtube uh channel so that i can see what what's been going on throughout the weeks gotcha. um tna uh, tna's been focused uh, or at least dixie carter has said that uh who by the way since we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week they had to let go of Samoa Joe. Yep, that's uh, true. We, oh yeah, I forgot we didn't get to talk about that yet. Yeah, so I mean that was a that was a another huge loss, and that's 
that's something that I want people to understand is TNA, it really became noticed on the backs of Yasher, the, the big name popularities like Sting and Kurt Angle. But the ones that really made it stand out were the AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, Samoa Joe, all these guys that were from Ring of Honor originally uh, made up a, a new company with Jeff Jarrett and turned it into a success. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's now a 13-year-old company, you know, in a, in, a, in a genre that is dominated by WWE. It's lasted a decade. You, See, I mean, you, you know what, though? I never really liked, really liked Sh- uh, Samoa Joe a lot. How about you, Sharon? Did you like Samoa Joe a lot? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't think he was very good on the mic. I mean, from the times the times that I've seen him, because I haven't really like watched TNA that much. I mean, he seemed okay. Uh-huh. So I mean, I don't really have too much to say about uh, Samoa Joe. I mean, well, and and that's funny because Triple H and Stone Cold and I, I have have verbally stated on numerous occasions they're fans of Samoa Joe. Really? They love his. Yeah. They love his boy. Well, are you guys isn't he isn't he like in negotiations right now? Yeah, with, uh, he is. As a matter of fact, okay. uh, and it's actually serious negotiations. Heard? Yeah, yeah. Triple H is uh, the one who uh, reportedly is very keen on bringing him to the WWE. And me and Ramsey actually discussed this last week uh, briefly, um, which is going to be part of the article that I will be releasing. Um, it's. It's it's it'll be a good thing if, in my opinion, if Samoa Joe goes to WWE because, especially if he has a good run or has a good time, like uh, actually gets there and enjoys the atmosphere and such, um, that can only be more beneficial to WWE to bring more indie guys over. And this it's is a, why I'm so excited with Triple H because Triple H does not care about barriers or fights or feuds. He just cares about giving fans. You know, wrestlers. The best product. Yeah. That's why I love it. Unlike Vince, who kind of was stuck to. in that yeah. old school mentality of, oh, kiss my ring first before I hire you. No. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, no, to your, no, to your point, you're exactly right, because NXT uh, was built on a certain foundation. The idea yes. for NXT originally was to make homegrown talent, meaning they will find new people, they will groom them themselves, and they will forever be WWE originals. Now, Triple H, because of bringing in the guys like Kevin Owens, uh, Finn Balor, Hideo Itami, all these guys that were known already before on an independent league or an international uh, promotion, Mm. all these guys have brought in such buzz to NXT to make it the popular venue that it is now that, as a matter of fact, TNA, or I'm sorry, not TNA, WWE is looking into Ring of Honor talents uh, really? to bring over. Because as I've said before, I Ring of Honor is piece. almost like a breeding ground for WWE. Because look at some of the guys that are on the main roster now, yep. and even some of the past guys that, uh, a lot of them that, that were on the main roster. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Punk, Rollins, Ambrose. Here's the problem. Oh, right? Every time they have... Some, yeah, every Brian, time they have, yeah. Here's the problem, though. Every time they have some kind of following or do really good in, in our ROH and they try to come to the WWE and apply to get a you know a contract, Vince almost never lets them keep their old their um, their older character, the character that they're they're familiar with, and the uh, right. the character that the fans enjoyed. So I I think yeah. it's a downfall, honestly. I mean, you're gonna give, and usually the characters they give them in WWE are always stupid, stupid. as hell. Exactly. Oh, it's yeah. always. That's, it's like, I mean, that's instead that's of being a cage fighter, we're going to bring you WB and make you a uh, dentist. Okay. Yeah. You 
that's that's that control, man. That yeah. that that Vince won't let go. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking that, of NXT uh, and Triple H, did you hear about the rumors about uh, people being kind of upset with Triple H because he's actually playing favorites? No, I haven't hmm. heard that. With, uh, no, no, especially with I Kevin the, Steen supposedly and all the main stars. He's kind of letting yeah. Kevin Steen do what he wants, which in a way is good. But like when it comes to the mic and those kind of things, he's uh, been said to give uh, Kevin Steen more free reign than the other stars who are kind of given more of a you know sheet what to say. So I mean that's actually a reported rumor. So it's not just me making it up either. So other those kind no, of no, no, no. I to, well to your point, I have heard something uh, somewhat similar to that. Um, it had. It had more to do with the Bildemont situation, which I'm sure yes, we'll discuss later. That's, exactly, that's kind of um, what the uh, rumor was started around, too. Yeah, because apparently there was some animosity, I guess, that was known or existed between Triple H and Bill DeMont in the sense that, uh, to what you were saying, mm-hmm. DeMont has been trying to, or at least was trying to, again, you, you take the story or the rumor forever you want to take it as, mm-hmm. but... Uh, DeMont was trying to train them in the WWE quote unquote fashion and, and subside all their indie, their indie training basically. And that's been the whole goal for NXT. Like I said earlier, they wanted to make it homegrown talent, get used to the WWE style. Well, Triple H, I guess, uh, gave, and this had to do with his debut match against CJ Parker. Mm. Uh, I guess Triple H basically allowed Kevin Owens to go out there and do what he did basically on the indies and wrestle an indie type style match, which Bill DeMont did not appreciate. Like the, the, the somersault over the, over the top rope that he hit in that Mm -hmm. first match. Yeah, absolutely. It was a great spot, but I guess Bill DeMont did not like it. I guess they had said that he didn't want him to do that because it was wrestling more of an independent type style match, which I'm like, let the guys go out there and do what they do. And I think that's kind of where this whole you know, rumor may be coming from, is Triple H is a fan of, like, what Austin yes. is a fan of, what The Rock is a fan of, of create your own persona. Don't have it just written down on paper. Actually make it right. your own. Here, here that, though, that's there's two parts of this, though, also. I mean, if they come to WWE, like, as in Raw or SmackDown, I think they're going to have to kind of build a move set that the other wrestlers are familiar with. You know, you can't right. you can't be a baseball player and walk into uh, basketball and know how know or know what you're doing. I know they're different sports, but you know what I'm saying? Different styles could be, you know, hectic. You know, somebody throws right. a punch, the other guy doesn't know exactly how you're going to do it cuz he's used to the WWE way where you barely tap him and fall back. Indies is a little more hardcore and they kind of hit a little harder and they're a little, they're a little more real. If you watch any indie stuff, they do things a little harder. Oh yeah, I mean a little bit, yeah, a yeah. little bit. But, but I mean, it's I mean the 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 thing that's really like kind of like shocking to me is that you you hear a lot now with a lot of guys are getting like cue cards and you know, they're being told what to say. Right. But when we right. were like younger, when, when, you know, when we were younger watching you know wrestling, our favorite stars are the ones that create, like you said, like they created their own their own lane. Exactly. You know, rock right, rock. right. Austin was Austin, you know, Taker was Taker, you know, Triple H was Triple H, and it's like, just those four guys alone, or just those four guys alone are so iconic for so many fans because they went their own way, and it's like, if you really want the future to be bright, you know, look at Bray Wyatt, you know, you can't really, I don't, I, I I wouldn't really buy that somebody's writing, you know, his material, I think that's all him, 
Yeah, I think it, they well, gave bullet points. That point is, as a matter of yeah. fact, um, they uh, they asked Bray Wyatt in an interview uh, one time, who, who who does your promos? And he says, I do. He said what he does is he writes the promos himself, and then he has, uh, at the time at least, Someone it was Dusty it. Yes, that like Dusty Rhodes is the guy who looked over it and said, okay, you might want to try this instead, like add this element in there or something like that. He wouldn't necessarily say it's bad or good, but he would just kind of analyze where he was going with it. But overall, Bray Wyatt has created his own character. Everything he says, right, it, yeah. came from, it came from his own mind. And to your point, yeah. the four guys you listed, they've always said the most successful stars are the ones that are just branches of their actual personality, just overblown. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, right. and, that's, and that's what Austin was trying to get at on his podcast with both McMahon and with Triple H. Like, like, like you were saying, they have cue cards or they have scripts now to memorize. No. It's, Joey Styles even said it himself when Rock got criticized when he came back for having the notes on his wrist that Cena pointed out. It's, yeah. it's like what everybody said before. It's not like you threw somebody in front of a microphone and they made up everything off their spot. What they did was they gave them notes to say, okay, this is who you're going to talk about. You need it to get to this point, and you need it to conclude it with this. You know, So they weren't told what to say, but they were given the direction that they needed to go. You know, and, then, confused, and, and they made up off the spot. Why would anybody really want to have the NXT guys start doing similar stuff the Raw and SmackDown guys do? Isn't that why NXT is so popular? Because it's kind of something different. <laughs> I mean, exactly. You know, you're, still, you're still being loyal to the WWE because you're supporting their brand, but you get to watch a whole different kind of area of wrestling that compared to the SmackDown wrestlers, where they do a five-minute match, five, or usually like a five-five-minute talking, and then five-minute match, and then it continues next yeah. week. Well, you're you're exactly right. That's that's why NXT has blown up the way it has, is because it's different, and while it's under the same umbrella, like you said, it's a different product. It's centered to somebody different. It's not the PG. It's or it's still PG, but it's not the same PG crap that we get fed for three and two hours for a total yeah. of five hours every single week. Well, while we're, st- <laughs> while we're still in the NXT, <laughs> right? uh, while we're still in the NXT topics, <laughs> um, you know NXT actually makes his California debut during WrestleMania week. Okay, my question is though. Do you think the California nice. crowd will affect the um, NXT? Because you got to think about this NXT's crowd, where they're at. If you look at the crowd, it's usually the same people, like the same rows, same people. And I've I've at least noticed this. There's a lot of the same faces, so they have the same yeah. kind of crowd buildup. Because it's a, you know it's a hometown. It's it's like having um, OVW or whatever it is, one of those you know local right. based companies. But do you think it's going to be yeah. affected at all? Like you know, because it's a different uh, town. No, no, no. I think they'll they'll give a, a good a good ovation. They'll get a good reaction. I mean, I know they just went to Cleveland, and the show did pretty well there. So okay. I mean, sold out a lot. Yeah, a lot of people. I mean, people are loving NXT. So and when they go for WrestleMania weekend, I'm pretty sure they're going to get the same you know great response. Yeah, I just wonder what you guys thought about that. Um, I'm, let's get, I'm, stoked, I'm stoked for it, you know, and I've, I've said it before, and uh, some people, that, again, know me on a personal level. Uh, I'll be taking a trip down to Florida. Uh, that's still the plan, at least in July. My plan is to hit Orlando, Florida, and see, hey hopefully guys. get to see the 
see the performance center and everything. Travis needs somewhere to stay, guys. So if you live in Florida, I'll give you Travis's <laughs> number. Yeah, well, let's let me put let me put some uh, uh let me put a little bit of a criteria on this. If you are not blonde <laughs> or brunette or female for that matter, don't bother. What if you're a blonde brunette transvestite? <laughs> no, I said female. Oh, well, right. You kind of trying I'm to say you are not, I'm, I said if you are not female, do not respond to this. Okay, a transgender yeah, girl. I'm pretty sure female. Travis is not trying to be like Eddie Murphy. <laughs> no, oh, <good>. no. <laughs> One last topic on NXT. Back to WWE stuff uh, or Raw and SmackDown stuff. This what is you, WWE. I stuff. know. I meant Raw and SmackDown <laughs> stuff. I corrected myself, bitch. Okay. What do you guys think? Hey, about hey, hey. <laughs> I said B-I-S-H, bish. Uh, Whatever. What do you guys think of Alex Riley's first um, match in two years? Do you think he'll be uh, wrestling in the future still? I don't know, man. But if you if you saw his the, from the promo to when he came on the entrance, he was intense. Heck yeah. Yeah. I thought the same like, even his, his you know, his promo his promo seemed realistic. That pro that seemed how he's how he's felt these past two years. That like, he's just I been sitting so on too. the sideline. I think yeah. you're right, and I think that's why I'm so excited to see him actually like make a kind of return. Because if he keeps this kind of heat and passion he has for, you know, wrestling, it makes me really want to support him, honestly. Yeah, right. and, and actually, I mean I was I was too, and I have to admit, I mean the this, I think, honestly, is a good stepping stone for him to stay. I think he should stay at NXT for a while and yeah. be their known name for a while because this is only going to help him. Yes. And hopefully it'll do like what it did with Tyson Kidd, uh, what it did mm -hmm. for, uh, what it's done for a couple of other guys that really weren't names on the main roster. Mm -hmm. You know, they were known, but they weren't really noticed. Now you got Tyson Kidd back on the main roster. He's yes. attacking champion with Cesaro, and that's the same with yes, Cesaro. Cesaro was the same way. You know, I love Cesaro Tyson was too. like, their, and I think their team is great. And I think yeah. it's funny that both guys uh, rejuvenated where they are now. Started in NXT. I yeah. mean, Cesaro's matches with Sami Zayn were freaking classic. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, he had some great matches with Sami Zayn. Yeah, um, and I think that's only going to be the same with Alex Riley. Okay, I don't want to talk too much more in NXT because some guys don't watch it yet. They're not familiar with it, so I don't think that. Too if you now. aren't watching NXT, <laughs> you're stupid. That's true. Okay, <laughs> one second. Okay, so you guys are talking about, you know, Randy Orton flipping off uh, Seth Rollins. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like I said, man, I was so excited. You know, when, uh, you know, Rollins went to get the tag, he flipped his hand back and then just put his fingers in the air. Like, I got so excited because I was like, the PG era is over. And then the cameraman just kind of lifted up, and I just got sad again. So and then and then Travis said, "That's pretty funny." Gave him the gave him the double bird, and I said, "And it's one of those things, you know, you know, there's something wrong when you get excited for that gesture." I know. <laughs> we used to see it every Monday night for years. I know it, it was it was nothing new to us to see Stone Cold come out and give it the finger to somebody. Now here we are, right. let's fast forward nearly two decades later. And Randy Orton flips Seth Rollins off in the middle of the ring, and everybody's like, "What the hell?" Yeah. <laughs> um, like, okay. Back to Raw and SmackDown and stupid kind of weird stuff. Uh, Bella Twins are actually teasing; they're not renewing their WWE contracts. Do you think it's uh, yeah. a joke? It's for TV. What? 
TV. TV. That's what I thought maybe thought too. You think so? Yeah, yeah I, 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 TV. Well, they put it on the episode of Total Divas. I mean, usually if they're going to put on Total Divas, it's probably not real anyways. Well, that's my I don't point. know. It's, 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 I that's mean, my point, though. Is it's Total Divas. It's on, I mean, you're wanting to generate buzz about your show, and they are right. legitimately the two main stars. So, right. Um, I don't know, so, yeah. man. Like, I don't know. A part, of me, a part of me thinks that may be true. Think so? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, just because, I mean, you got to think, like, what if what if Brie is ready to get out of the spotlight? What if she's ready to have, to be a mother? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. what if Nikki's what if Nikki's ready to like do you know the other you know the other side of of entertainment, being be in movies, oh. you know, yeah. well, <laughs> or go get her or be a real a realtor since she got a real estate license. That's true, right? So I mean, you gotta think. I mean, they're both in their thirties. I mean, who knows? I mean, it could be it could be fake. It could be real. I don't know. Speaking of more, would you buy a house from Nikki Bella? Hell yeah! I'd, I'd let her. I'd let her oversell me. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even argue the price. Oh my I'd god! Like, I'd, I'd be like Nikki. Let's check out the bedroom first. I'd be like, I'd be like a shack. Yes, sir. Hell yeah! Okay. Speaking of more entertainment news, uh, something quick: The Rock will be hosting Saturday Night Live for the fourth time. Which personally, every time The Rock's on, I feel like. Even until now, I still feel like one of my WWE guys made it into entertainment. Even though The Rock's already made it all the way and he's a big star. I remember the first time The Rock ever got an SNL, it like validated oh, my love yeah. for wrestling. I was like, oh yeah. I remember that. With, yeah. with, Mick Foley, with Mick Foley and Triple H and everybody. Oh yeah, but Travis, yeah. did you feel that way? Because you know, I loved wrestling so much. And back in the day, all my peop- or people in school made fun of me for being like the wrestling kid. Oh, and so, yeah. So oh when, yeah. When it, SNL was popular and The Rock was like the host of SNL, I was like, yes, yeah. one of my guys is the feature of the show. And I was, yeah. And, was oh, no, I can, I, I would have to agree with that because I think, I mean, just to clarify, and Sharon, I'm just clarifying, you've been watching wrestling since you were a kid, right? Like, same, yeah. same as ever. Okay. So, yeah, to Ramsey's point, I'll be honest. I, when I was a kid, though, I didn't watch SNL. I was a Mad TV guy. Oh, you um, know what? Actually, yeah. I was more of a Mad TV yeah, I guy, Mad too. TV. I was a way yeah. more Mad TV guy, but I tuned in for SNL because of The Rock, and I started liking yeah. SNL, Mel, SNL more because well, of I, That goes to your point, though. Anytime one of our wrestlers, whether it was WWE or WCW, when you saw them get on a social platform like that, like a Mad TV or an SNL, oh, yeah. or anything yeah. that was main, mainstream, it's like, oh, okay, so one of our guys is there. You know, they're they're making it. You know, it's it's, it's yeah. cool to be a wrestling fan because some people don't know who The Rock is, but I do, and you don't. So exactly. right, especially when they do like his when The Rock would do his phrases or eyebrow lifting, people would like you know, clap for him or laugh, and I'm thinking they don't even know that's actually what he does in wrestling too. Exactly. <laughs> Okay. They just think he's raising his eyebrow. Last Whatever. That's, that's the people's eyebrow. <laughs> Last uh, entertainment kind of news. Um, d- former WWE diva Melina was on JR's podcast recent- recently, and I thought it was pretty uh, uh, interesting. She actually denied the allegations of um, cheating on a bat- uh, cheating on John Morrison with Batista. So that was uh, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I think I think she's lying. I mean, you can just look in her eyes. She looks like a something. I don't know. <laughs> she dirty. That's all I gotta say. I, I mean, 
this this is kind of a rib on both of them, uh, or I, I guess more of a shot. But uh, I mean, both Molina and Batista, uh, they didn't necessarily have the, the the greatest upbringing. Like they didn't, they they weren't born with silver spoons in their mouth. Uh, right. Yeah, Molina was born with so, a silver uh, spoon somewhere else. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I think okay. Batista from like uh, Washington D.C. Yeah. yeah, but he's from, like, the ghetto yeah. Washington. Ghetto yeah, part, yeah. Yeah, and Sharon's so, from D.C. No, I'm not. Huh? Whatever. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're from New York, <laughs> Sharon, aren't you? Yeah, I'm from New York. Okay, yeah, he's from D.C. He's from, oh, he, grew up in, in Chocolate, he grew up in Chocolate City, man. We know what you're yeah, saying. Dare, we know what you're saying, how Travis. How dare you? They both come from that area. describe D.C. to New York? Sharon's offended now. <laughs> Yeah, but I know what you were saying, Travis, about uh, them both but, growing uh, up in I, bad <laughs> areas. Yeah, they but they both grew up not necessarily in the greatest of areas. So yeah. I'm I'm thinking that they kind of had that connection. I I'm thinking their connection went a little bit further than just friendship. Yeah, connection slash erection. Okay. Uh, what happened? To, what happened to the P? You know what? I was that's, not what That's not cussing. That's not cussing. It's a difference. Well, no, I was actually thinking about it. I was about, about the PG reference, but then I recalled just two weeks ago, WWE Raw had like a Viagra mimic commercial. <laughs> I know, right, dude? I was Which, thinking by the, the same way, thing. I thought it was hysterical. I thought that was absolutely awesome. I literally cracked up when I was watching that. <laughs> I was like, this. I was like, this is brilliant. I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait. Way to go, WWE. That's family friendly. I know. Really. Mom, what's that's Viagra? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's going to be that's going to be the that question where the five year old kid sitting in front of the TV watching WWE, they see something for Niagara, and they look over at their dad yes. or mom, and they're like, "What's an erection?" Right. See, that's why I wrote in my in the article, man. I think they're hopefully they're slowly like phasing out of the PG era. Yeah. Hopefully. Okay. Um, did you guys hear about Rey Mysterio actually changing his name back to Rey Mysterio Jr.? Yeah, I think that's cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah. That's how I knew him. That's why I was kind of like when he first showed up in WWE and was going by Rey Mysterio, I was like, what happened to the junior? Yeah. <laughs> I got a. Um, did uh, was, was it his idea to drop the junior name or was it hey, WWE's idea to drop? It's it's kind of a mixture of both. Um, they're okay. thinking that they're they're thinking that there could be legal ramifications down the line for him using the Rey Mysterio name, so to okay. kind of uh, alleviate that kind of problem and uh, financial burden, I guess, on him and WWE. Mm-hmm. I think he's just I think he's going back to using the junior so that he doesn't have to worry about trademark issues or things like that because they only okay. technically. They technically only own the trademark of Rey Mysterio. They don't own Rey Mysterio Jr. though. So nice. Are you guys ready for to play? Ready for the game? Uh, what you yeah, got? I am ready to uh, play. Uh, yeah, let's do this. That was like the worst Triple H impression I ever did. Okay. Is that what that was supposed to be? I thought, <laughs> well, I thought that was just you. I'm, I'm multitasking, trying to play a soundbite while I'm doing this. Okay, time to play. Let's say you're Vince McMahon. And Part three. Yep. Yeah! Fire! <laughs> there we go. It took forever to play. That's what I was mumbling about. Okay. That was so loud on my headphones. I'm jeez. 
<laughs> got me awake. Okay, for you guys who not know this game, it's basically ask the guys questions and about um, what's happened in wrestling and what they would do if they were Vince McMahon himself. Okay, uh, who would you guys have Sting face for his first WrestleMania match besides Triple H? Like, if you had to pick right Trav- now, I'll say... What? No, I was going to say Travis should oh. go first. No. Yeah, that's true. Travis. If you had well, to I pick. better go first. This is my Sting. <laughs> Gosh. Um, you know, I, honestly, I think if I had to pick anybody, I... I honestly would stick him with a veteran still. Um, and God, really, there's only one other person I would feel comfortable him working with, and that would be John Cena. You know, I'd actually like to see that because you see the kind of like a bad versus good. I know it's always overplayed, but at least it makes more sense to me. In a way, Cena would but get I think... Booed. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, he'd be, John Cena would be the bad guy. <laughs> But even if it wasn't, even if it wasn't Cena, you know, it, I, I still feel like WWE is doing the right thing. Because in, in my own opinion, I don't think Sting needs to be placed with any with any rookie right now. If eventually they want to, fine. But even if he just does a couple matches, they only need to be against veterans. They they to me, it does no good putting him against uh, a rookie on the Somebody card anymore. Because yeah. he he did that right. in TNA. Yeah, he, and he is, and he established a bunch of guys. I mean, that's that's he's done that. I think he's reached a point in his career now where uh, he's about to wind down completely, and by doing so, mm-hmm. he needs to, he needs to retire on top, facing mm-hmm. the top talent. Sure, what would you what would you do if you're events? Who would you put him up against if you couldn't pick Triple H or if Triple H got injured? If I couldn't pick, if I could pick Triple H, then. If Undertaker was was healthy, I would pick him. I mean, it's kind of like the same thing. You know, what Travis just said, it it, it serves no purpose putting up against, you know, somebody that's not established already. Here's the thing: I think if, they're, get, if they're gonna make Undertaker lose again, I'd rather have him lost to Sting personally. I agree. Right. Personally, I mean, I mean, right. just saying they're both two icon guys. I'd rather two icon guys fight. And if you're gonna diminish Taker's career more, please let it be with Sting. Okay, next one. Yeah. If you throw, if you could, th- I think I've already asked this before, but things change every week. If you could throw one NXT match on the WrestleMania card, what would it be if you were Vince? Ah. Um, Sharon, I'm going to let you pick this one. You're trying to, uh, you know, you're trying to uh, really put ben the Balor, NXT out there. Ben Balor and Adrian Neville. Yeah, well, that'd, be, that'd, well, that'd be good. Yeah, I mean, it'd be... It'd be different because on the WrestleMania car right now, we don't have any really high-flying kind of type style moves or matches, so that's not bad. Uh, Travis? Um, well, to to that to that notion right there, we actually kind of do. We've got the ladder match. Yeah, but half the guys aren't there are not high-flyers at all. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, Daniel Bryan. Dude, uh, you're considering Daniel Bryan a high-flyer? What the heck? Yes. Are you kidding? I mean, didn't he do do high-flyer stuff in, in R.H.? Yeah, but yeah. in the last in the last two years, most of his matches and much of his stuff are submission holds and kicks. Okay, no, but uh, every once in a while, like he gets on the top rope and he does the uh, the Benoit headbutt, right? You can't say he's a high flyer because he does one one move. I'm talking about a guy with a high flying move set. That's what I meant by my my comment. Finn Balor's moves are right. all high up in the air. Neville is always know, in the air. Okay. I know what I'm saying. Like when Brian was in RH, he did it and mostly. Yeah. I mean, he did a lot of high frying, you know. Uh, he did a lot technique. of high spot. Yeah. 
All right, Travis. So but, <laughs> who would you but anyway, I digress. Uh, um, you know, I hate I hate saying this because, it, in my opinion, it kind of dwindles them a little bit. But honestly, I would want to showcase NXT as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I would book a six man tag and have it be uh, smart. Definitely have Kevin Owens on one side as champion. Uh, Finn Balor needs to be on the other side. Kind of um, like a Raw SmackDown it, kind of thing where they do like two leaders of a group? It, it kind of, yeah. Um, it would definitely need to be, in my opinion, it, 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 needs to be, it would need to be a six-man tag. Um, you could put Finn Balor, Adrian Neville, and um, oh, who's, who's another big guy that we can, we can throw in there right now? Um, honestly, I would even say Alex Riley. Throw Alex That'd Riley be cool. Yeah. Personally, um, Alex Riley's, I mean, technically more... He's the most familiar face compared to all the guys to a Raw and SmackDown crowd. They would know him more yeah. than the rest of the guys. Yeah, and then I guess on the opposing side, um, we could have Kevin Owens. Um, no, as a matter of fact, scratch that. Um, if you wanted to do all fresh faces, mm-hmm. I would put uh, Finn Balor, Adrian Neville, and Hideo Itami against Kevin yeah. Owens, uh, Tyler Breeze, and... Um, yes. Uh, I need one one more. Um, I mean, I personally like C.J. Parker a lot, but I want to see Enzo spotlighted more. Yeah, or you know what? Even if you didn't want to throw Hideo or Tommy yeah, in there. Yeah, take Hideo or uh, put Enzo in there. Or you know what? I would even put Bull Dempsey in there. Or Bull Dempsey or As Baron Corbin yeah. in there, too. Yeah, that's true. Baron Corbin, too. You got me yeah, all Baron excited. Corbin's I want to see that. I want to see something like that happen right now. Okay, I just I, I just think it would be it, it still would be beneficial. I guess they kind yeah. of scrap the idea of NXT. It's best for business but, to put any kind of NXT match in WrestleMania. But as of right now, I'm still freaking holding out on it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I know. I don't think they're going to do one. But it's yeah, it's me right. off. Okay, if you guys were Vince McMahon, um, if you okay, oh hold on, we did that one. Go back. Okay. Would you try to extend Brock Lesnar's contract after WrestleMania, or would you start trying to focus on building new stars and let Brock Lesnar go on his merry way? Jerron. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm torn, man. I'm torn because, I, I mean, I like Brock. Yeah. And I also love the idea of building new stars for the future, so I'm torn. If I had to pick like, just one, well, if you're, I mean, you're Vince like McMahon, Brock's so you can do what you want. So, Right. So, I mean, well, then, if I'm Vince, then I'll probably keep Brock. <laughs> okay. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of along the same lines as Sharon. Um, I, I, I definitely would do whatever is necessary to keep Brock Lesnar. If that means if that means you got to negotiate a deal to where he can uh, do WWE and fight UFC, because, personally, I also like mm-hmm. – I would – I would love that to see Brock Lesnar come back to the office. Gosh. Man, do you guys realize how dope that would be, though? Yeah, hell yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. I Honestly, I would love to see it. I would love to see Brock I mean, Lesnar compete in both. Here's the thing. It only benefits Vince, Vince's company. It's going to help him. But here's the thing. Right. It's going to help UFC a lot, too, because everybody, everybody knows WWE is way bigger than UFC. Sorry, Travis. I don't know how... How lovely you are at UFC, but we all know Raw and SmackDown; those things draw more viewers than UFC fights, hands well, down. Duh. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, if you had Brock Lesnar cross plat- if you had Brock Lesnar cross platform, it would. I mean, Dan, it's it benefits uh, Dana White all around. So 
Yeah, but it benefits Vince McMahon, too, because it brings legitimacy to WWE. You have a real fighter real now fighter. Yeah, on your I card. Agree. I agree with right. you. But, you know, do you yeah, realize, you though? You know, Vince go. Oh, yeah. And do you realize <laughs> the flip side to that, though? Because, hypothetically speaking, let's say that that does happen and Brock Lesnar is able to compete for both. Can you imagine the interviews that CM Punk would give? Ooh, that's true. <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't a big enough chip on the shoulder that he didn't get his WrestleMania main event when he should have, right? man, can you imagine how they would be after all the stuff they went through with Punk and Del Rio and UFC and Lesnar signs a contract saying he can compete for both? Well, you know, in that case, think of it the positive way. Maybe Vince and WWE's learning because of Del Rio and Steam Punk, you know, ranting and doing all this stuff, maybe they're learning that yeah. it may benefit him. So actually, yeah, if, don't screw if over CM your Punk stars. wants to go on the podcast and cry right. about that stuff, I mean, I love CM Punk. I'm a CM Punk fan. But if he wants to go on a podcast and cry about that new point, you know, I, you know what? It It's sad to me because I love CM Punk's career. But I feel like he is diminishing it personally. He's diminishing it by keep he keeps ranting and crying about it. Look to the future. He does. He does. No, he doesn't though. That's the thing. He well, hasn't. The major. He, he the did majors, the podcast. He shouldn't done the podcast. He did the podcast, and now think, he's he's trained full time at uh, the Duke Rufus's school for his for okay. his fight. Here's man. the thing though. He's done two different podcasts over an hour long each about rants and wrestling and throwing people under the bus. I mean, you're talking about you're talking about the Colt Cabana ones, yeah, right? Of course. Yeah, he's, okay. he's all had little. You heard com- him on other ones. He's had little comments too about WWE too. He's had little. Yeah, comments. but is it, is it, but he keeps them short. It's like yeah, they even tried doing that he, in a recent interview where they short. said, "Do you think you're right?" Because he's yeah, because he's. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they'll ask him a WWE question and he'll just be like, he'll be like, "Oh yeah, that was cool and stuff like that," but he doesn't go on a long rant. Yeah. it's like. I'm He's not trying, to, I'm not trying to say. I'm not trying to say I hate CM Punk. I'm a huge CM Punk fan. I I love that he stands oh, up for himself and backs himself up. I love that. But I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. I think it diminishes his career when the way he did it in this second podcast because it felt like he was just throwing guys under the bus that really weren't Good Vince extent. or Triple H. I think she should have just stick to Vince and Triple H. It just felt uh, like yeah, yeah. But he gave like he song. gave props to the Shield though. You gotta give yeah, him that. That's true. Okay, but of course you got He had to make Roman look really strong. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I can't help but I can't help but listen to that. And now every time, I, every time, time I hear said it, it. Yes. oh my god! And how many times I laugh every time he talks about it. Like you know, I had so many people coming up to me, and I was like, you know what would make them look really strong is if they beat me. Because three guys can't beat one guy. That's just stupid. You know, like, I, I, Vince wants to go over. Oh, okay. But you got it. I got it. I think I listened to both podcasts like two or three times already. So, I mean, I enjoyed it. I'm just saying, like, I think it hurts him a little bit in the eyes of wrestling fans, you know, whatever. Okay. Yeah, I get what you're saying. A couple more questions. If you guys were Vince McMahon and if you could make one stipulation for the Undertaker versus Wyatt match, what would it be? Travis. Ooh, casket. Casket. Yeah, I like that too. Jerron. Put it simple. Uh, buried alive. Ooh, I'd love to see a buried alive match. It's been a long time. Yeah. That, okay. that, ooh, that would be good, too, because then that would even bring more creepiness to Bray Wyatt's character when he comes back. Heck, yeah, and they can have, like, Paul Bearer, like, inside the buried alive match. Like, what the, f- you know? Sorry. Okay. Oh, yeah, speaking of Bray Wyatt, did any, did any of you guys laugh with him when he was laughing at the burning, yes. the burning chair? 
I laughed. Yeah, because I, I was. I was hoping. <laughs> I was hoping he'd break out laughing. I was like, I hope he doesn't like go the whole way with trying to be scared of the urn and crap. But come on. No, because oh yeah, whole, he, he nailed it. It's funny. Oh yeah, so the, I, that's what I'm saying, Bray. I, I I don't know how many times I'll say it until people have either finally started jumping on the bandwagon or what. But Bray Wyatt is the new Undertaker. Period. <laughs> I. And I am so glad that they are giving him this 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 huge because this is a push. This is a huge push yeah. for his career, and to call himself the new face of fear, it, it just adds on to my point. You know, it's Wyatt is going to be the new Undertaker for this generation. I promise you, when his career is all said and done, they're going to look at him like they look at Undertaker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Um, I think second to last question. Uh, what would you do with Stingers Triple H to build it better if you think it's not been built better? Do you think it's good how it is, or would you add something in there to make it a little better build? Sean? Um, I mean, I would I would love to see see them interact a little bit more. I mean, it's kind of like the same thing with how they're doing Taker. Brock and, and, and yeah. Roman, you know, and even yeah. with Taker and, and Wyatt. I would love to just see uh, more interactions. I think that's... Like I know for me as you know as a kid when I watched like you know Austin and Rock like not even if they fought like if they were just in the same ring you know doing a promo and they just locked eyes like I even got, I got excited about that so I mean if I was able to see you know Sting and, and Triple H a little bit more I think you know it probably be built a lot better but that's just me. No, I'm with Sharon completely on this one because it's I was actually discussing this with somebody just uh, earlier this week. Me. I'm not, it, no, actually, it was somebody I, else. I love saying that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I was I was saying it's it's been hard for me really to get into this year's WrestleMania buildup because I feel like there's such a lack of. Um, I mean, I personally feel kind it, of the same way. By anticipation. Yeah. yeah, because think think of this: we have we have three we have three matches that are considered uh, it's like a triple main event, okay? Right. Uh, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Sting, Triple H, Bray Wyatt, and Undertaker. You know what all three of those matches have in common? One half of those matches are part timers that are not <laughs> showing their faces every single week. And you can't even <laughs> consider Triple H. Even part of that? No, I, a, yeah. Okay, you weren't. No, right. I do. I, I will consider Triple H as one of the guys that's showing up every single day because we see him every I mean, week. That's true. Yeah. Sting, Sting, we don't see every week. Brock Lesnar, we don't see every week. And Undertaker, we haven't seen since last year. Last year. So, yeah. Here, the only so, part about this is is Taker. I kind of do enjoy them keeping Taker to WrestleMania because that's his. He's like a phenom. He's kind of cool to do that. Right. No, I do. I do too. I don't think it's ever been done before, has it? No, as a matter of fact, and I think that's what's what's so appealing over yes. it is. I want to see if they can, and I think Bray Wyatt's been good about building this feud yes. himself with promos and whatnot. Kudos, kudos to uh, him because he comes out there 10, 15 minute segment all by himself. Yeah, never with another yeah, person. It, sells it. What it freaking sells it every wow. time. Yeah, it shows and, his yeah. colors. And seeing, uh, yeah, to your to your original question of if, if I would change anything with the Sting and Triple H build up right now. Mm-hmm. Honestly, no. And okay. I say that because I like how they've kept the mystery factor to him because they've basically just gone back to the uh, the original debut of the black and white Sting, and he was the, the one who crushed the NWO authority, Crush. just like he's crushing the authority here. I love mm-hmm. it. 
it's very few and far between. He he was the vigilante and the face of hope for WCW during their NWO tirade, just like he's pretty much doing the same thing with the authority. I think it's I think it's been great. Okay, and um, this kind of is a weird Vince question, but um, if you could create a new award to present at the Hall of Fame, what would it be? And I do make this question up because recently they have um, the Warrior Award, which I thought was awesome, you know, for Connor. I, I did too. Yeah. I thought that was awesome myself. What would, what would you guys create? Like, if it, it could be something funny. You can make a funny one. I don't care. But something like yeah, Hall, of Fame, Hall of Fame worthy. Sharon. Uh, the Guys That We Don't Push Award. <laughs> Right, <laughs> but no, it have to be Hall of Fame worthy. So, so you're basically saying you're basically telling some. You're basically. I know. Saying, you're basically telling. Somebody I know. I just wanted to say that. Man. But you're basically yeah, telling somebody one. their whole career in WWE, they weren't pushed enough, <laughs> and here's your Hall of yeah, Fame. Right. Just a minute. You know yeah. that should be you, given. That should be given to Bret Hart first. Oh, honestly, right. you know. You know, honestly, I'm not gonna. I, I'm not even gonna answer the question because I, I can't think of. I can't think of one because that one right there is just funny in and of itself. Uh, hey, Travis, you can't think of like a, even a funny one. Come on. No, no, but I was gonna pose this instead since I couldn't think of one. Let me ask this: If we were to let's let's run with this hypothetically. Let's say they did make an award like Sharon just said. Who would be the first inductee? I just said Bret Hart. No, you can't. Bre- no, no, Bret that's Hart. A, no, that's that's the guy that we screw, yeah. screw award. Yeah, yeah that's star though. If you're he, gonna he say who wasn't set. pushed enough, that's all I could think of. I guess. I mean, there's many guys I could think of who wasn't pushed enough. No, let's uh, really. Let's okay, let me let me think harder. WWE. Let me think harder, Sharon. There you go. Go to Sharon. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you you named the first person since you created. Yeah, this since you award. created it, you got to start it. <laughs> oh man. Uh. Let me see. Current, current, or or past. Current or past. Yeah. If you don't, um, if you don't come up uh, with it in five seconds, actually, then... actually, you know what? Yeah! Let's 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 make this a little bit different. Cut, cut out current, because they're still wrestling, so there's still hope ish. Okay. I'm still um, hoping for Ryder. I'm still hoping for Ryder Mania or even Axel Mania. Oh god! Oh god! <laughs> Put them both okay. in there. I mean, Ryder versus Axel Mania. Okay. On this this question, this question, Sharon, it's Hall of Fame. Yeah. So it, it's not like a slammy. It's a Hall of Fame. So you got to think of past wrestlers, not people on the roster. Think about past wrestlers. I know, that's why, that that's why Travis just said cut out the current. Yeah. Oh, okay. I missed that. I'm sorry. I was too busy playing the Vince McMahon soundbite. Okay. If I mean, I would say okay, a guy, a guy that I that I like that I felt like should have got pushed more. Um, uh, Y2J. Really? What? Sharon, you're going to get me Hold going on. today. <laughs> Sharon, it's my, my favorite guys. What? I think he yeah, was pushed. Yeah, I do. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean yeah, Explain. he was pushed. Explain. I mean, he was pushed to the top, but the only reason why I he said that is because I He was the first undisputed champion, I get, man. I get that. I, I get that. But if you watch the, the Road is Jericho and he talked about how Triple H how Triple H didn't like him mm-hmm. and how they had a feud, I mean, it may be, who knows, if Triple H didn't, necessarily have bad blood with Jericho he probably could have been pushed even bigger you know what I will give Sharon some credit because I'm such a I'm such a Jericho fan that I think Jericho could always have been pushed a little more and and actually since um, during that era you had the Rock Stone Cold Triple H were the main guys supposedly 
Jericho was in the mix all the time too. They just don't give him as much credit. And I actually have always said Jericho is under underrated. So thank you, Sharon. That's actually good. Okay. I mean, because like I, I always, I always felt that that Jericho should have won his match at WrestleMania with against Triple H, and I kind of feel like that kind of got soured a little bit when they added Stephanie in the mix and had like mm-hmm. Triple H and Stephanie, you know, uh, feuding with each other, and then her deciding to be you know Jericho's manager for like you know <laughs> that whole WrestleMania run. Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like I that did, was yeah. kind of like you know, I feel like that was kind of like you know watered down a little bit, and you know he should have been pushed a little bit more during his I title mean, run. To me, the Triple sorry, H Stephanie so, portion of it overshadowed the Jericho. Portion. I'm sorry, it's off. I'm sorry, yeah. it's off topic a little bit, but Jericho to me has honestly he can be portrayed an amazing heel or an amazing babyface better than anybody I've ever seen personally. Right. You know, especially and, on the mic, man. He rivals yes. to me. He rivals the Rock on the microphone. Yes, I think so too. Well, I mean, that's why they. Well, that's why they threw him against the Rock on his debut night. Guess you know? what? All the Rock can do is just yell louder and talk about sexual jokes more than you know Jericho. <laughs> Jericho, to me, I love the Rock, but Jericho to me has actually has intellect and he's well rounded. You know, to me. I think sometimes though his intellect uh, actually hurts him a little bit. When he's a heel, it's perfect it, though. It is, but when he's a baby face yes. and he throws in words that nobody really understands, yes, you're unless, right. you're, yeah. you're, you're unless right you're that. an adult, yeah, unless you're an adult that understands it <laughs> and you'll laugh at it, you'll get the kids sitting next to you that they try to target to their market being like, huh? It's, it's so funny you say that because I remember <laughs> like when I used to have the Titan Tron set and you'd buy the new figures so you could put them on yeah. your Titan Tron to play them. Jericho would say yeah. some yeah. funny things. I'm like, I don't know what half these things mean, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I love that thing. I cool, so yay! Exactly. Uh, who would you pick, Travis? Um, let's see. For that recipient, um, the recipient you know, of the Hall of Fame. You didn't get pushed enough award. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what? I got I got somebody that I think was a uh, was underrated because of the fact of the position he was in, and and also where he got basically pigeonholed into. But I think he did his part tremendously well. Crash Holly. You think ah. so? Huh. Ah, I forgot I, about I forgot about Crash. And I say that because I say yeah, Holly, you, can Holly. Argue, you can argue that that he had a push, you know, because he had the whole twenty four seven rule added yes, to the hardcore title. That. That's man, I love that. Yeah, that was, that was funny. Yeah, yeah but, that, he, that was but I mean, he was never gonna—he was never gonna make it to the big star or the big stage level. You know, he was never gonna be like a, a intercontinental champion or anything like that. He was pigeonholed as the hardcore light heavyweight guy when they brought the light heavyweight title into the picture. Man, but he was so comedically well grounded. That's true. His the Crash Holly gimmick, and especially when he was hardcore, cha- the Houdini of hardcore. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. He yeah. was. It was hysterical, and some of the places where he would have matches, the circus, the freaking oh playground gosh. at McDonald's. Man, you're right. making me, <laughs> I, I feel like this is a nostalgia uh, Rumble in Reality episode. Man, you're making me remember all the times that I just waited to tune into Raw to see where Crash Holly would actually defend his title. Seriously. <laughs> he had a freaking match at an airport terminal, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I, I, I would tune into Raw during that time period to get so excited to see who was going to attack Crash Holly. I mean, I was yeah. a little kid back then, but that's, I just I feel like you're bringing up such great memories today. <laughs> okay. Ivory bashed his head over the, or bashed him with a jar over his head, giving him a massage. 
Who would I All pick? The yeah. title was on the line, 24 hours a day. Gerald Briscoe <laughs> beat Crash Holly while he was sleeping. Literally I, while he was sleeping. That's true. <laughs> he Real put quick. his finger <laughs> on it. Jerry Lawler and Michael Cole, I'll never forget the commentary. And Michael Cole's whispering, and so is Jerry Lawler. They're all like, Gerald Briscoe's the hardcore champion. Gerald Briscoe. Oh my God. He believes it. Like they're whispering. They're, they're out of excitement. I'm yes, like, this is really funny. I don't know, man. What happened oh. to those right? Okay. Real fast when we finish the right? little thing. I pick Jeff Hardy. There we go. Ah. Jeff Hardy. Hell yeah, Jeff Hardy. Come on. Okay. He got a big push later, though. Yeah. There we go. Uh, last question. Sorry to cut you guys off. I just want to finish the game. Then we can finish talking about other stuff. Uh, if you were Vince McMahon, would you make love to Trish, Trish Stratus or China? Really? There, see how simple it was. Travis? Uh, yeah, Trish. Okay. 100%. <laughs> Watch Ramsey's. Ramsey's just going to be different. Like, that was China. my last question. <laughs> <laughs> Ramsey likes to be dominated. What the? Yeah. Oh man! Speaking of being dominated, you see China's uh, <laughs> you see China's videos recently. No, no, I re- I refuse to watch anything China uh, related I after I saw that twerk session. I post- I'm done. I did too. I posted them I on the Rumbling Rumors. I posted them on RumblingRumors.com. Um, yeah, and I didn't. I didn't. So there's I didn't like look three at them Two or three videos, and she's like cracked out or on something. Guarantee you, she's rolling or something. But she looks like a mess, and she's just talking so much crap about Triple H and Stephanie again. I'm thinking you're just hurting yourself now. I mean, come on, I don't know. Yeah, you've been right. you've been you've been bitching and complaining about the same situation for over a decade now. Nothing's gonna change. Nothing's gonna really be rectified in it. So you feel like you got screwed over. So do a ton of other wrestlers that leave WWE at one point in time, but not all of them. Mm-hmm. They, they don't all go out and binge like you do and still whine and complain about it. They move forward, you know. And, and that's and that's honestly what's sad about the whole thing is China was so great for the time that she had in WWE. Yeah. And now everything that she's done past WWE, I think just wipes away anything she ever did in WWE because she just complains about the same things over and over and over. Don't and treat like, me okay. like a man. Treat me for what you know me. Treat me for just who I am. Don't you do that. I know I'm on. I forgot the rest of the words. No, it's gonna sound. It's gonna sound. It's gonna sound super fruity. But I used to listen to that song on a playlist when I used to work out. (laughs) Travis, Travis, you gotta be honest with me, okay? (laughs) Okay, I guess this is rumbling reality laugh. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh man! Try how's that going, get Ramsey? Oh, how's it go? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you deny, woman? Don't you deny, I'm a man? Treat me for what I am. <laughs> 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 
It's a good way to end the show right there. Sharon's laugh. Right? Oh, man. Honestly, I'm Travis. Crying. Travis, I'm honestly. Crying right now. Did you never put that song on a playlist when you worked out? All your, all your wrestling oh. clothes. To be honest, no. But oh. I will I will say to your point. To your, to your point, though, Ramsey, I will give you two, though, that kind of structures. I have listened to Trish Stratus's with Little Kim, and okay. I have listened to AJ's while I work out. So, okay, yeah. there you go. Well, so, so China's, yeah. I, I mean, if you listen to China's... Uh, Lyrics, it's just like it's kind Does of it like pumps. Does it get you jacked? Well, back in the day, back in the day, back in the day, this was okay. Back in the day, this is actually oh, the CD era. So, when you like didn't make playlists, so I like had a CD, and I think it was the anthology WWF CD, right? Right, I remember and, that, yeah. yeah, and I just I remember play that and yeah. worked out with it so. Okay, guys, anything you want to add to uh, finish this off? This is our longest podcast ever. I was trying to make it a little longer than usual to give the guys from last week a little um, something more. Oh, I have to shout out to George, my brother. He's actually in Lebanon, and he got mad at me because I didn't post a podcast last week. And he said, you know, I'm in the mountains, basically, and I was waiting for your podcast. And I said, I'll give you one, my brother. Okay. Wait, 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 uh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Dude, what? Yeah. Where's George at? George is in the mountains in Lebanon. What? Oh, you don't have Facebook. I forgot. Yeah, man. My brother's in Lebanon with my mom. Really? Uh, yep, they're in the mountains. Shout out to George. There you go. Yeah. Georgie Porgy put him pie. He hates that. For real. Jorge. Rockin' <laughs> Lebanon. Remember, I used to sing that song to him, Georgie Porgy put him pie, kiss the girls, made him cry. He would either get mad yeah. as hell or start crying and run to my mom. He still the funnest day. part is he can't get mad right now and defend himself because he's not on the podcast. Sorry, bro, bro. <laughs> okay. is it, when's he coming back? Is he going to be able to make coming it in, in about, He's been gone for almost, I think he'll be gone for a full month almost. He'll be back in, uh, next Monday, I think. Okay, so he'll be here for Mania then? I think so. Cool, cool. Okay. Well, yeah, so, so stay safe out there, George, and give your mom a big hug too. That's Mama Sadawi. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Sharam, anything you want to add? Um, Any I mean, plugs? just everyone keep uh, logging into RomanRumors.com. Check out our articles, podcasts, you know, all the good stuff that we post. And if you want to talk to me, ask me a question, friend me on Twitter, WWE Ramsey. If you want to friend Sharon, which Sharon probably won't even notice if you friend him anymore because he has so many freaking friends on Twitter. What's your, <laughs> what's your spread, spread the friendship? What's your uh, Twitter uh, tag? It's a uh, it's S underscore W A T S O N nineteen eighty two. Travis, what's Travis's? You want to follow me on Twitter for when I get back on and for all my updates? You can follow me at Travis underscore Falhart. That is F O W. L-H-A-R-K. There we go. And, yeah. of course, uh, we actually have a lot of new articles up this week. Sharon has two great articles up on rumblingrumors.com. Travis is going to be posting one some, or giving me one sometime today. I'll probably have it posted by in the evening. I've been yeah, trying to sir. post more yeah, articles. Yeah. Yep. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, thank you for enjoying us on iTunes or SoundCloud. It looks like we'll be seeing you next Sunday for another Rumbling Reality Till then, two weeks till mania. There, two weeks till mania. You're right. I'm Ramsey. Yeah, yeah. Bam. I'm Sharon.
And I'm T-Rad. Till next time, guys. Peace. Till next time. There we go. Bye.